and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations, a podcast all about The Ohio State University's College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences. I'm your host, Taylor Lutz, a student within the Department of Agricultural Communication, Education, and Leadership. With this podcast, I hope to share the story and happenings of the college with individuals around the world. Each episode will bring a little something different as we chat with current students, alumni, staff, and faculty, all from CFAES. Let's get to learning. With us today for our second episode is Dr. Dewey Mann, Director of Waterman Agricultural and Natural Resources Laboratory. Welcome, Dewey. I'm excited to have you here and excited to have a conversation with you this morning. Thank you, Taylor, for having me. Yes. So first, let's just start off and have you tell a little about yourself, your education, your background, and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. should be able to do that in probably the next 90 minutes. We'll go ahead and start (laughs) in. I'm Andrew Dewey Mann. I live in Pickaway County in the Tays Valley School District with my wife, Kathy, and sons, Miles and Neil. Thinking about kind of my background and and where I came from and how I got here is there's so many pieces of this, but I'll try to give the abbreviated version. Grew up on a farm in northeast Missouri and was really trying to figure life out at at 17 and decide, you know, what it is that you want to do the rest of your life and, and was really wrestling with what direction I wanted to go. Really passionate about production agriculture and getting back to the farm and In high school, I'm pretty sure I was voted least likely to do anything significant. (laughs) I was class president and class clown, which is a unique balance. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what direction as far as trades, as far as college. And this debate for me is always an interesting one. And it's one where I was able to actually kind of meld the two. Is it's not trades versus college. I was able to find a career path that really melded the two initially. It was my high school ag teacher that pushed me to consider college as an option because for me it was path of least resistance, how can I do a little bit of education and and get right to work and and really I was about 25 years old before I figured out you know what do I want to be when I grow (laughs) up and I did that thing for 11 years and now I do something different (laughs) and I really enjoy when I mentor a group of students I like to ask you know how many know what it is that you want to do when you graduate what are you going to do when you get out and then I proceed to tell them that well two-thirds of you are going to do something else right and they look at me like how dare you I said it's not a bad thing you all are opportunists and you're going to put yourself in a position to be successful and take advantage of things when they come your way. And that's, that's really what I've done. It's a, a bit of divine intervention and right place at right time. And mm-hmm. really fortunate to be where I am and excited to serve the college in the capacity that I'm in now. Absolutely. Well, we are excited that you have landed here at Ohio State and more specifically at the College of Food, Agricultural and Environmental Sciences. Can you elaborate a little more and explain to us what exactly your role is and what do you do on a 
a day-to-day -day basis, if you will. Isn't that the question of the day? <laughs> I am currently serving as director of the Waterman Agriculture and Natural Resources Laboratory. I've been in this role for the past four months. That's probably why you're, we're having this conversation <laughs> is because I know everything about Waterman and, and what's going to happen and I have all the answers. Mm -hmm. No, false, incorrect. <laughs> but the dialogue is that it's a process. And, and the fun part about me is, again, being able to adapt. My former career, I was a lecturer in the Agricultural Systems Management Program and I taught ag systems classes and then also service classes where I had you as a student for mm -hmm. agri-science education. My new role is one that's really going to evolve. It's going to change over time. And the, a lot of us that have a production background or uh, what we like about the, the food environmental sciences sector is that our office is sometimes the outdoors and every day looks different. It's yeah. not like we're coming into this structured environment and doing the same thing every day. And that's the piece that I get to hang on to that I really enjoy. In my new role, I, I really have the unique pleasure of serving on the agricultural operations team for the College of Food, Ag, Environmental Sciences. And specifically, I get to provide leadership for strategic objectives around the future of Waterman, facilitating some of the administrative functions, overseeing the day-to-day -day operations, making sure the work gets done, and mm -hmm. we're providing that high-level service to our, our college and university community assisting to coordinate communications and really just kind of improve the way that we tell our story and, and do business at the Waterman property. Yeah, absolutely. So what specifically is Waterman? Um, I understand that it's a farm, it's got a little bit of research happening there, but uh, let's delve in a little bit deeper. So what is Waterman Agricultural and Natural Resources Laboratory exactly? Waterman is a university asset that has been managed by our college since 1923. It, it is, I will say, the most visible hidden gem. <laughs> it's located on the west side of our Columbus campus. And you think about the unique location of that property is tens of thousands of people drive by that site every day. Over 25,000 students and guests that will engage in meaningful learning experiences throughout the year. Hundreds of thousands of people are within a 30 minute commute of this property. Mm -hmm. We are so uniquely situated as part of a land grant university attached to the nation's 14th largest city. So it's yeah. just this amazing resource that is just so beautiful and special yeah. to our college and to this community. It's always something I appreciate when you go out there. It's just very, very silent in the middle of, in the middle of a large city. It's just you can find some peace and you can't hear the car zipping by or the horns or you know the rush of the city. It's just you're at peace and it's like you're back home and in the country in the field. Very well said. It, I've took, taken groups of freshmen and various uh, stages in their career, students out there, and I can remember this student was having a really rough day. Came from a rural community, was living in the resident halls, had his bike seat stolen that day, and he just, <laughs> oh my gosh, was so down and was kind of really uh, not impressed with Columbus, let's say. Yeah. And then he goes out to Waterman and said, this is amazing. It just, th there is, there's this therapeutic value of being outside, boots on the ground, and you, you do. You forget that you're in this metropolis area. Yeah. It's very peaceful. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you mentioned that you are fairly new to your position here uh, with Waterman. 
So what is the vision for Waterman? What do you see happening and uh, the rest of the staff and faculty out there? What do you guys see happening in the next three to five years? It's a great question and really it's a team effort from the college perspective as we serve our college and university and our external partners. I get the opportunity to oversee the implementation of our strategic vision for Waterman. It's an effort that, it's it not something that started four months ago. I want to make that point clear, mm -hmm. is this is an effort that's ongoing and it's really evolved over the last 96 years that we've been a part of that property. It's really increased, I think, recently with the establishment of the Future of Waterman Task Force in 2017. Our college is now in this process of collaborating with those internal and external stakeholders and we're developing our strategic master plan for the college that does include Waterman as one of the key components. In short, our college has set the wheels in motion to advance these opportunities at Waterman mm -hmm. and I get the privilege to continue and to implement that effort. When you think of Waterman as an entity it's this property that'll be a showcase and a hub for experiential learning, innovation, discovery in the areas of food, agricultural and environmental sciences. And as we already talked about, it's this physical location where people can build community, mm -hmm. where people can connect to a really an unbiased third party. We're selling nothing except for education. Absolutely. And to elaborate a little bit on where we're headed, uh, I'll start with this analogy. When we think about a, a comprehensive university trying to uh, build community and connections across this very large landscape, we think about physical and digital meeting spaces. Mm -hmm. The Ohio Union, the Ohio Stadium, in that same vein in the next five years, we believe that our campus community is going to talk about Waterman in the same way. It's one of these special places like the Oval. It's this green space, mm -hmm. but it's not developable green space. Yeah. It's space that's really intentional about its purpose and how it's utilized. Absolutely. The college is poised to establish these physical meeting and learning spaces at Waterman through the careful and intentional placement of three new facilities. The first of which opened last week, the Coons Brundage Franklin County Extension Building. Yeah. The next two include a controlled environment food production research complex, a $35 million state-of-the-art food production system. Think of it as a, a greenhouse with all of the modern technologies and capabilities. Then the, the next building will be a multi-species animal learning center. Okay. It'll house swine, poultry, equine as permanent residents, along with rotation for beef, sheep, and goats. What a, an awesome facility that'll be with mm -hmm. a great focus on teaching and educating students and, and various groups. Absolutely. That'll be a really great resource for all students here at The Ohio State University for sure. It will. Proximity is everything. It is trying to be to a point where it's accessible by students. Yeah. So with that, how is Waterman utilized by students here at The Ohio State University? And maybe not so much just students in the College of Food, Agricultural mm. and Environmental Sciences, but also students just across campus as a whole? That is a really good question is we talk about a lot of this stuff and there are some students that don't know this property exists. Some students that know it's there but don't know 
you know, what the rules are. Can mm -hmm. they come out? Is it a resource for them? Yeah. And then the third constraint is distance. It feels like it's, I've heard it said that, you know, it's west of campus. Right. You know, it's, it's the <laughs> western edge of our, our university footprint here. And the land mass is, is amazing. It's 261 acres. And if you walk from Ag Administration building to Waterman, it's approximately the same distance as walking from Ag Administration to the Oval. It's amazing to think that it feels like it's far away yeah. and there are some constraints with accessibility currently that we're working through but it's this wonderful space that's not as far away as people might think and right. we are creating these new spaces and we are creating these new opportunities but these aren't new to, to Waterman. It will continue to be a space for learning and engagement around the grand challenges associated with food production, fiber and fuel Class activities, we get a lot of user groups. Animal Sciences utilizes it very heavily. The mm -hmm. School of Environment and Natural Resources, agronomy courses and Horton Crop Science, agricultural systems classes, it is a space that's utilized for student education very heavily and it'll just increase in that capacity as well. It's a place with undergraduate and graduate research projects. This past year, we had 88 active projects out at the Waterman property. Wow. And for the person, the layperson that would walk around that property, you, you don't get a sense of that. You see these small blocks of land, you see these, this, uh, these garden, beautiful gardens growing. We have about eight acres of horticulture-based garden programs, community and human nutrition programs. And you mentioned that, okay, how do we connect with students outside of CFAES? Mm -hmm. and, and that is one area, just one example I'll share quickly is with our partnership with the Wexner Medical Center. They've been doing programming at Waterman for almost the last decade mm -hmm. to where it's the plot, but it's also the amazing programming that's taking place. Things like the Garden of Hope, where uh, cancer patients and survivors are able to come out build community and then also learn about proper nutrition yeah. and, and just really an excellent well-rounded project and that's again one case study of many. Student organization involvement we've always had we've got the student run farm mm -hmm. we've got various groups that'll do activities such as farmer share an opportunity to bring students faculty staff from around campus out to that property and have a discussion around food production, what we'd call one of our grand challenges, the rural urban interface, to have this dialogue and to be able to get people boots on the ground and show them the challenges. I mean, this spring was a great case study, is the place, as far as a manicured property, looked terrible. Mm -hmm. That helped tell the story of the challenges being faced across the state, primarily the western and northwestern quadrant, the challenges with planning, timing window, yep. the challenges with pest control. So it, it gave us this opportunity why most would say, ah, oh, it looks terrible. Mm -hmm. It helped tell the story of what farmers, producers were out there facing around the state. Absolutely. So in what ways are you continuing to engage when, and interact with students? I know you said that you previously were um, involved in the ASM department mm -hmm. and were a lecturer. So you kind of you were forced if you want to say to yeah. interact with students so what 
What things are you doing to continue to engage and interact with students at Waterman? That is definitely one of my passions, is the ability to connect with the students and being able to have that link is so crucial to our lifeblood as a university. I mm -hmm. mean, those are, in my mind, that's the primary stakeholders, the students. and. Any way that I can engage and facilitate opportunities and activities for students, you, you know I'm always all in. Mm -hmm. It's trying to connect, not create new programs necessarily, but connecting with existing programs. Yeah. So the STEP program, getting our second year students out there, that is a, a network of over 3,000 students from around campus. And I'll share a quick success story with that is I, I had students come out, my background and some of my passions as you know are machinery systems and technology mm -hmm. and we think about how do we connect things in production ag and capabilities with uh, interest of, of young people and you think self-driving car, yeah. oh that's going to be so cool when I can go to that conference or that meeting and the car drives itself or I can take that three hour road trip home and I mm -hmm. can do important things like social media and keep up with email and yeah. do homework <laughs> and not focus on the you know tediousness of driving. <laughs> and we scoff and go, Psh, we've had that for over 20 years in production ag. It's called right. auto steer. Right. And, and Waterman is one of those places where we can take this student, put them in a tractor. You've had that experience. Mm -hmm. You get to drive the machine which is awesome for a lot of students, but then you get to push the button and let that machine drive itself back. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's life-changing to think that this is what the capabilities are. We hear this a lot when we expose students to agriculture as, wow, I had no idea it was so technologically advanced. Mm -hmm. And one of the success stories through the STEP program is I, I had a student, a young lady, who is a computer science engineer, okay. did that experience, and through that it was just so motivating to her that, wow, there are careers in this, in this sector. Yeah. And she ended up doing an internship with John Deere's Intelligent Solutions Group out in Urbandale, Iowa. That's awesome. All because of one little experience at Waterman. So of course, if there's any way to connect with those existing programs, the other piece that I found a lot of joy in is connecting with our student organizations, mm -hmm. bringing out the college ambassadors, different scholars groups, as we have these, again, structured and organized programs, the learning communities. Mm -hmm. How do we create meaningful activities? Dean Kress has this vision that every student at The Ohio State University will step foot on that property. It's an ambitious goal, but a realistic one, yeah. where I think we can get to. For me, the joke we use is, I'm not gonna sit at the gate with a counter like the amusement <laughs> park and say, yep, we got to 60,000, we're good, we, we accomplished our goal. It's more about having those, it's more about having those uh, reasons for students to come out there, those meaningful learning experiences, having this showcase, these side-by-side -side demonstrations. Right. Those are the pieces that we're just gonna continue. When I give tours to groups, my focus this fall has been just get them out there and show them what's here. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we spend about an hour going around the property, and I like to talk about this overarching umbrella called opportunity. Look for the opportunity, because they're here. Right. Don't wait, don't be reactive and look for the job posting. That'll come. Don't look for that undergraduate research opportunity. Seek it out, ask right. questions, because the opportunities are here. Come to us with those proposed ideas, and let's figure out how to make them happen. Absolutely. So uh, we talked about the students getting involved. How can uh, 
people just around Columbus and even outside of Columbus, how can they get involved at or uh, with Waterman? How can they find out about the events as well? This is a unique property and this is a piece that creates many opportunities to bring uh, unique user groups to the property and be able to share the, the reality of production practices. And so there's a lot of awesome, again, I use that phrase, but opportunity around that. With that, there are challenges. Is one of the things we have to worry about is uh, control and access and being able to maintain the integrity of the research plots. Mm -hmm. So I just mentioned that there are awesome opportunities, but also constraints and limitations. And that's part of what we're trying to address with the master plan, is how do we be intentional about bringing people onto the property? There are different organizations and groups around Central Ohio that utilize Waterman as a meeting space. That's not gonna go away. We want this to be an asset that our, our local and community stakeholders can come in and use. The, the biggest advantage to us that we see this leveraging tool is the Coons Brundage Franklin County Extension Building. It's, yeah. Wow, that's gonna bring in with all the awesome programming that they're doing for our constituents here in Franklin County. It's a structured program, there's education, there's hands-on learning, there's so many wonderful attributes and such a diversity of the ideas and the programming that they bring to the property is a, is a wonderful asset for Waterman. Absolutely. I just wanna touch on, there is so many opportunities for individuals out there. I know uh, this past fall that we had an alumni day out there and that yeah. was actually put on by the university, but it's not just uh, fields of crops. There's tractors, there's animals, there's research, there's orchards and beehives and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so many opportunities for people to get involved out at Waterman for sure. When students talk about Waterman, they'll talk about a specific attribute, like the Waterman farm, thinking of the fields and the production. They'll talk about the bee lab. They'll talk about the Waterman dairy, these things mm -hmm. that are very visible and upfront. The pieces that uh, some stakeholders forget about or don't always uh, utilize unless they have a purpose or a reason to go there is our amazing turfgrass research facility and the woodlot, and it is heavily utilized by the School of Environment and Natural Resources, a great feature that more students uh, would probably have interest in utilizing and visiting if they were aware of it. The opportunities are vast. One way to kind of categorize, or it's really an oversimplification, when you think about our three mission areas, teaching and you kind of put into that preparing future leaders, research, extension, and outreach, when you think of those three categories, we're gonna to continue to have classes out there. We're gonna to continue to find meaningful ways to engage with our instructors and students. Student organizations, is there's always opportunities for students to come out and do activities and host meetings and, and to be able to use it as a meeting space but also as a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Undergraduate and graduate research, there's again, providing these opportunity for uh, sharing facts, engaging the public as we showcase production methods, techniques, and technologies. This is done throughout all different age groups, K through 12 groups, programming, as I mentioned, conducted by our extension professionals, these unique interactions for, with our internal and external partners. Yeah. Just some closing comments. I want to go back to this comment on being a physical space for university collaboration. Our college manages this site, but we truly value it as a university asset. 
We appreciate the opportunities to engage and collaborate with other units. I mentioned the Wexner Medical Center, mm -hmm. College of Engineering, College of Social Work, and the list goes on and on. Right. Uh, I'll mention a, a bold statement as a person who is a transplant to Ohio <laughs> and an alum of The Ohio State University. I really don't think there's been a more exciting time in the history of this institution. It's really exciting to see how our college has positioned itself. It's exciting to see the vision being articulated in such an impactful way, to see these, this meaningful progress taking place so rapidly, which is something that doesn't always happen in a university setting. And it is exciting to see where we're headed. I'm hopeful for the future and really excited to engage with even more stakeholders at Waterman. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dewey, thank you for joining us today and chatting a little bit about Waterman, or as you put it, the 261 acres of the most visible yet hidden gem. I really like that phrase. So uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and chatting with us about the happenings out at Waterman. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cornerstone Conversations here at the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences, where we sustain life. Make sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the happenings within our college and share more stories about where we've been and where we're going. Liked what you heard and want to learn more? Visit us at cfaes.osu.edu and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's all for now, so until next time, go Bucks!